Welcome, Welcome travelling friends, friends of Australia. Australia. We are Willem and Annika, and we hope you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Where we have a chat to other travellers and give them the opportunity to tell their stories and share the tips that they've learned along the way. Hey guys, so for today's episode, um, we're quite, quite excited about this one. It's a bit different. Um, we've got Mindy and Spencer and they're... Instagram page is called Life in Ollie. Mm. Um, they travel around in their van. So let's let's talk to them. Thanks for joining us, Mindy and Spencer. How are you guys today? We are good. We had a nice sunny day in South Australia, so that's a win for us. Mm. Oh, awesome. Great. That's How are you so guys? Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, we just wanted to kind of start with like, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Who is Mindy and Spencer? Yeah. I think so I'm Mindy this is Spencer and we have a four-year-old daughter called Naya and for the past like five and a half months we've been traveling non-stop around Australia we've so far done Queensland Northern Territory and we're now taking on South Australia and mm. and we do it in our self-converted Mercedes Sprinter awesome so you've done it all yourself like from wow. scratch well with my dad's help <laughs> a lot of help <laughs> I'm just about to say, it doesn't look like a sprinter. It looks like you're a in a house. <laughs> it's really like a house. We get so many comments about the pictures on the wall and stuff. It's so good. It's done really well. Thank you. So, does it have a name? Yes. Our car is called Ollie, and it's mm. the acronym for One Life Live It, which is kind of how we're choosing to live our life. Awesome. Awesome. So before this, did you guys actually travel as well? Like before you had the Sprinter or? We did lots of travel. So we're, I'm originally from America. And when I met Mindy, we sort of traveled all over the States. Um, my parents lived across country. So we drive to see them or up to see other family. And then when we had Naya, it sort of settled us down, but we didn't want that. So when we came over to Australia, it was like, okay, let's get back to what we like doing. And that's why we decided to do this. Yeah, wow. and I've pretty much traveled my whole adult life. I left two weeks after high school and I came home 13 years later because um, <laughs> I didn't want to raise our daughter overseas. I wanted her, you know, close to family and um, things like that. So I guess travel, especially road trip, is kind of our jam. We've done it yeah. since we met. <laughs> wow, that's lucky. Wow, 13 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, that's well, awesome. I'm, it wasn't just travel for 13 years. I did work overseas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that adds a little bit more excitement to work life when it's somewhere new. and Yeah. So tell us, what do you actually do then if you're able to travel so much? And yeah. Well, back then, um, I actually had a kids indoor play area. So I was based in Los Angeles. Um, and Spencer, he's the one with the cool jobs. He is a snowboard instructor, yeah. zipline tour wow. guide. He's one of those guys nice. that just does all the fun things. Yeah, no specific skill set, <laughs> yeah. just one yeah. job. Oh, this is fun. He's in. Well, it sounds amazing. So that like, sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds what Villain would really like yeah. to be. Yeah. Although once we had a kid, I was like, um, you need to get like a real job now. <laughs> we have to settle down a bit. But yeah, since hitting the road, um, actually we both aren't working right now. But for the first four months on the road, I was able to take my job from home on the road because of COVID. So because everyone went digital, it was 
okay for me to go digital. Yeah. Um, so I've just finished up a couple of weeks ago, but I do a lot of social media and um, marketing and graphics and things like that for a charity. So I was able to do that digitally really easy. Yeah. Um, and I guess in the new year, I'll probably look for some more freelance work that's in that field. But for now, kind mm. of enjoying being unemployed and just yeah. finishing out the year cruising, I guess. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's obviously, <clears throat> I don't know if you've watched um, so our other page. That's what our other page is about. It's actually about creating online businesses and, you know, getting on the road or doing whatever you love doing. Um, yeah. Because there are so many opportunities, especially after COVID, I think that it's just oh, kind yeah. of pushed people to like think about what's real in life. And yeah, if you, if traveling is like, what do you want to do? Then do it. There's definitely opportunities that mm. you can utilize to be able to do that. So if that's one thing yeah. COVID did is open people's eyes to so much opportunity there that's available there that yeah. they can, you know, just go out and live their life differently or mm -hmm. the way they were really wanted to. So yeah. <laughs> I think that we're all kind of programmed that we, you know, get a job, go to work, come home, Saturday, Sunday. We've never been like that. I've been an entrepreneur pretty much. I started my first company when I was 23. Wow. And so for me, that's never been the case. Like it's more yeah. like work seven days a week, but also enjoy seven days a mm. week. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And to have fun oh. jobs that were very weekend heavy. Yeah, there's, there's no time off in the entertainment field. So yeah. I've worked every Christmas for the last... 15 years yeah. or something but like it was that. always so things that we wanted to just, do yeah so i don't know i think that covid kind of taught everyone that you don't have to just go to work you can choose what you want to do and you can do it from not necessarily wherever but however you want to do it yeah. kind of mm. thing. Yeah. We were so if you find a job that so you really love then it's not really working is it you're not yeah. really working <laughs> so even though you, it's your income and that's the, how you make your income but it's it's great it's, yeah and also just the flexibility for us. So we're like, I like working and, and I love obviously what I do, mm. but I can't stand having to go to work from this hour to this hour. I like to be able to do it a couple of hours in the morning, then at nighttime when my kids are asleep or, yeah. you know, smash it all out in two days and have the rest of the week off. So mm. I think that that's the flexibility that I was looking for. Mm. I wasn't looking to stop work. I just wanted to, yeah, be able to work. On your own terms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what we're working towards now because like I I always wanted to be a dad. So, you know, since I we had our kids, I miss them if I go to work. You know, I'm there for eight hours, I see them for three hours and then they asleep. And then I yeah. you know, um it's yeah, so that's why we started our journey. Yeah. And those early years of childhood, they just go so fast. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's the best time, I reckon. <laughs> Because then you got all the other things to deal with when they're teenagers, and then they all they want to do really is go to you know sports or their friend's house or yeah, and get away from you. <laughs> pretty much take over. So we we think we're only having one. So that was a big push for us mm. to get out in this life as well. Is that Spencer was working crazy hours when mm. we moved to Australia, and yeah, he just wasn't seeing Naya pretty much at all. And then we thought, well, we're going to blink, and our only kid is going to be grown up, and yeah. it's just not worth money in the bank for that and you know owning a house wasn't a priority for us it was this and now we have a little tiny home <laughs> so let's talk about that little tiny home tell us a bit about ollie so it's a long wheelbase mercedes sprinter 2014 i think it's like eight square meters inside once you take out the driving <laughs> and it's actually shocking what you can fit inside eight square meters mm. so we have what four uppers a full standing closet 
toilet, outdoor showers, two fridges, sink. I mean, Naya has her own bed. We have our bed, um, which Naya's bed turns into a couch, which is what we're sitting on. Yeah, that's um, this area. <laughs> yeah, and you really, the thing that drew us, or probably me, I think I was a driving force behind this particular um, lifestyle, is that you can make it a home. And I didn't want to just go and purchase a caravan. Um, you know, whilst hmm. that's for local people, it wasn't for me. I didn't want to feel like I was, um, you know, necessarily on a holiday or something. I wanted to build our house we had never owned a home we'd always rented in america and then rented in australia and it was constant moving this is ours it kind of we decorated it how we want we have family pictures up and it just yeah it's crazy how different it feels when it's a little home not just oh it was just so much cheaper as well making it ourselves we looked at buying one pre-done and one they look sort of like manufactured but it ended up being what almost twenty thousand dollars more expensive than what we spent buying one and making it ourselves Mm. so budget was a big thing for us we didn't we're Mm. a little bit different to a lot of the families we've met on the road where they had a house to sell or even just a house Mm. to rent out we had just moved from so we left everything in america closed down a business just to move here to australia it costs like more than ten thousand dollars to get a visa for your partner when they're not australian (laughs) so huge hit and then obviously we got jobs to start saving and then originally I wanted to do a vintage caravan, but then I realized I need to buy a four-wheel drive to tow that caravan and yeah. it was adding up. <laughs> yeah. This was the right choice for us. Um, and our setup has loads of pros, but it has loads of cons as well, like mm. everyone's. And for us, the having a young child, being able to have everything you own with you is just perfect right now. Like it would yeah. be nice to have a detached, you know, four-wheel drive to take off for day trips, but... Mm we've done that once when we had a rental car and we forgot everything that she wanted and it was just a nightmare so <laughs> for us it kind of works that anything she asked for we have you know she's hungry we got a whole kitchen yeah so for us it works pretty good to have this set up right now but you know i can see the perks in having a four-wheel drive later down yeah. our travels mm. <laughs> what's your favorite little bit of your van there where you go and what yours oh, slides out the back. Yeah, I like having two fridges. Um, <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm impressed with the two fridges. Like, how did how did you fit it in? We had one. Yeah. We had one, and it's an 85 liter, so it's it's decent enough size. But when we overfill it, it doesn't stay cold enough. So we're like, okay, we'll get one that does fridge and freezer, and we can use it as a freezer. Well. That never happens, and we never really fill the first one, so it's just like a cart. I, I got talked into a really good deal on a Dometic second fridge, aka <laughs> his bar fridge. So yeah. Spencer has his man cave at the back of our. You need a space. <laughs> yeah. So underneath our bed, which is our garage, we have like a slide out that's an instant hot water system, so we can take outside showers. Um, which was great. We're set up on a beach right now in yeah. South Australia. So we just hung out on the beach, opened up our back doors, took a full hot water shower. Yeah. And then next to that slides out a massive fridge, a massive yeah. fridge. <laughs> and then next to that houses all of our toys, like our skateboards, fishing, mm. beach toys, and yeah. all that. So that's kind of his okay. favourite feature. Trying to it's think where all this fits in. Yeah, like. it, it doesn't <laughs> add up, does it? <laughs> no. I mean, it's pretty amazing what you can oh. fit inside of a van. And then once you start living on the road, like we were already super minimalist because we mm. packed our entire life up mm. into two suitcases to move here. Um, and then we did accumulate stuff in the yeah. year and a half before we built our van. But mm. we were still minimalist. And then every month, probably on the road, we clear out our van and we're I'm like, trying. haven't used that, don't yeah. need that. 
So a lot of our cupboards are pretty much like half empty or, you know, that we have containers at the front, but behind that is just a void space that we could fill if we were like, let's say going off grid for a long Mm, time. Just weight's such a big thing. And Mm. just trying to minimize how much excess you have when it's like, oh, we might use that. It's like, well, have we? So yeah, probably just get rid of it. Um, Mm. We visit a lot of where we can just donate stuff because we're like, well, we really don't need it. And if we do, we'll just buy it again, you know, down the line instead of carting it around. But my favorite feature is probably our hanging space, which is a weird thing. I think we have a, like a full standing cupboard and a lot of people that I've met on the road choose to take out their hanging and add in shelves because you can get a lot more stuff in, Mm. which makes sense. I think if you have a lot of stuff, we don't have a lot of stuff compared to the cupboards. And I couldn't, for me, living on the road full time, I couldn't be someone that basically like had to, you know, pull out like a packing cube or something and go through all my clothes. Mm. I just need it to, to look like, wh- there it is, hang it up. Laundry days are easy. You don't have to fold anything. You just stick it on a coat hanger and it's not crinkled. Yeah. Um, I think little things like that for me make it feel more like we're at home or yeah, life is simple instead of living out of a suitcase or, you know, having yeah. to. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I think weird things like that make it. Have you, have you got a washing machine now that you're talking about washing? That's the That's, last yeah. thing. Because <laughs> we keep adding things as we're going. Like we just oh. got an oven put in and a washing machine is the last thing. But my parents are coming to travel with us for six yeah. months when we do WA and they have a full washing machine. So I'm like, we'll probably wait yeah. till we're finished. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Nice. Yeah. But that's the only other thing that we're like, oh, it would be nice. And yeah. it is a bit of a space waster, but it costs a lot of money to do laundry on the road. Oh, we didn't realize. Especially when you have like dunas and stuff like that. If you're not in a caravan park, it costs you $8 it, for a but wash. But even in a caravan so, park, it's yeah. like costs us 30 bucks. And essentially, wow. if you were doing laundry every week, that's 30 bucks a week. Mm. And that's bucks we don't really want to be spending. And so then you end up going, oh, I'll just change my duna cover. Yeah. So <laughs> that one, and then do them both in one load later. But so it would be handy, and I can see the value in buying a washing machine, definitely. Mm. Especially with a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like goes through some outfits a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to say something? No, no. I'm there you go. <laughs> does, um, how does your daughter find it all? Oh, she loves it. Yeah. Hey, like, she absolutely thrives just because. Before we started, like, she went to kindy and all that, but it got to the point where she wasn't really being as social as I wish she was. Um, but now that we're on the road, it's like everywhere we go, oh, can I make a friend here? Is is that girl going to be my friend? Like, all these things. And it's like, more often than not, we make friends because she's finding people that she wants to be friends yeah. with. So. Yeah, we hear that a lot. She's a little bit awkward, as in she just thinks everyone's fair game. So she <laughs> care if you're an adult no kids oh, yeah. she just walks up hi my name's naira i'm four you want to be my best friend and then like just be like oh, yeah. everyone doesn't want to be a friend <laughs> I mean, like, most people do, but um yeah. yeah i think the only everything she absolutely thrives on loves being on the road today yeah. because the weather's been a little bit dodgy here in south australia we've been spending a lot of time in the van and moving quite a lot yeah. um but today is a amazing day so we've just parked up at this awesome beach and been here all day and she looked at me and went mom we haven't even driven anywhere today like she really <laughs> likes that fast-paced life which yeah. i mean that could be really hit and miss with a kid that could really mm. overwhelm it but she's i don't know if she's just gotten used to it or she really is like me and just really likes to see lots of things mm. but 
Um, yeah, I think the only hard thing is that being an only child, every so often we have to kind of check ourselves and be like, all right, we haven't seen any other kids in yeah. a couple of days. We yeah. have to check and mm. go to a mom and let her, you know, do her thing. And mm. that only really happens. It did happen a lot in the Northern Territory and um, mm. Western Queensland when you're sort of in those remote mm. locations. Mm. No. Yeah, and because of COVID, there's less people on the road and... You know, but we do hang out. I, I joke a lot that we're on like a Australian tour of playgrounds. We can tell you all the best ones. But yeah, yeah. It's, Good, it's you really, should make a list. Yeah, really, we'll have the best blog at the end of this year. But it's playgrounds are really good because it allows us to sit back and let her go. So we don't have to, you know, we can watch her from afar. And it's mm. important to have that time away because kids mm. are used to going to kindy or, you know, off with grandparents, whereas she's with us. 24 7 so i'm sure she gets sick of us the same way that we need some alone time from her so mm. we usually find a park that's fenced in and we'll park the van right out front and just let her go in yeah. and we can see her but let her have her time so we find that that sort of helps her i guess enjoy it a bit more yeah so you guys are actually gonna head to wa soon now that they've opened up the borders <laughs> We're not jumping on it. Yeah. We're going to wait a bit. But it totally, like, <laughs> shocked us because yeah. obviously we've been following what's happening like everyone mm. else. And then when he said April and then changed it to April to June, we started, because we don't make plans, we literally make up our mind <laughs> as we're driving. Like, we make several wrong oh. turns to get on the right It's way. a good thing and it's a bad thing because yeah. the amount of times we end up somewhere where we didn't expect to be and ends up being amazing is good. But mm. with stuff like WA, it's like, we tried and then got denied and then yeah. came down. We're like, oh, maybe at this time we'll get there. And then we thought we were going to have to go home. So but we thought it that, gets tricky. Yeah, we thought that mm. when they opened, we would just jump across because we've been waiting to get there. And, yeah. you know, what if it closes again? But we had time to think about it and we're going to stick to our plans. And we're going to go over um, to the middle to the end of January. We'll cross yeah. the border and do about six months there. Yeah. Yeah. If all goes to plan, if something doesn't There's happen. a lot to see in WA. Yeah. Yeah. We want to do at least six months, but we have to consider the seasons and like the biggest mm. thing on my is swimming with the whale shark. So have to be in X mouth in May. Like, you know, there's a lot of things <laughs> that had to line up and it seems like it's going to, but yeah. we just don't like to get too excited or make too many plans. Yeah. Until the day before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. We'll probably see you then when you're here. <laughs> mm. So tell us, tell us a bit about your, so you, you haven't been to WA. So what are the famous, favorite destinations you've visited so far and which ones do you still want to go and see? Is there specific ones or not really? Well, we had done Queensland. We did like a little trial run in our van for two weeks. Um, and we did the East coast of Queensland, yeah. just up to early. Yeah. Early and back. Yeah. And um, that was really good, but I've done that as a kid. Spencer hadn't, so it was kind of fun. But then, yeah, but then because of COVID, we had to change our plans a little bit and redo the coast, which obviously is fine. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, but I would say the Northern Territory and the Red Dirt was like mm. really high on my list. Apart from I wanted to get to WA, there's a million things there that I've been like flagged on my bucket list for a long time. But the Red Dirt was like, you know, it was special. I, it was so foreign to anything that I'd ever seen. And I've traveled millions of beaches, but never that like mm. barren desert. And yeah. so Uluru, I guess, is, I don't know about you. That's I'd my favorite place. So it's far. just, 
you see the pictures and you know that it's going to be this amazing thing, but when you get there, it's just, it's so much more magical than you can ever mm. imagine. Like, it's not like a visual, it's a vibe. It's like yeah. you feel so different when you're there. And we actually were really lucky and we spent, we went straight down to the Red Center um, when we crossed the border and then thinking WA was going to open, we head up, headed up north to cross in. That didn't happen. So we had to actually backtrack. Um, which is a really long drive on a oh. really boring highway. So every part. Yeah, we know the Stuart Highway <laughs> like the back of our hand. But when we were in Alice Springs, we met a couple that had some little rescue joeys, and they were kind enough to let Naya feed her, uh, feed the oh, joeys. Wow. And stuff like that. Then they told us that they lived um, at Uluru in community. So invited. Okay from the rock. Yes. You could wake up and see it every day. Yeah. But. So they invited us to come and stay at their house. Now that like kind of checked off two things for us. One, we really mm. wanted to connect with people on the road and have that experience where you stay at people's, you know, properties and things like that. So mm. it was really cool to meet people that we genuinely connected with. Yeah. And then they live in like the coolest, most untouchable place for us. It's yeah. somewhere that no one can yeah. go and visit. So to be able to see things from that perspective, mm. and then to get an insight into what it's um like to live in community and um we were really fortunate to get invited by some of the um indigenous community to go out and hunt for witchy mm. grubs and that was like oh, probably the best level. thing we've done yeah. on this whole trip because it's something you can't buy it's not yeah, yeah. very tough work though like. yeah it is hard, <laughs> it's hard work so yeah. yeah it was tough and hot but, yeah. oh, but yeah. that was really special i think to be able to experience and then to have naya exposed to things yeah. like that as normal that wasn't like yeah hey we're going to do this like it was like oh you want to go here cool jump in your car and then she just yeah. got to see things that some kids will never see mm. so that was probably the best yeah. and then uh, the biggest shock place for us mm. so far has been darwin we didn't realize darwin. darwin would be yeah. as cool as a really cool city yeah. We keep, we keep looking to the yeah, side because our daughter's is sitting right there. Oh, okay. Good. It's <laughs> quiet. Ours was sleeping, so. Uh, yeah. Where's somewhere you want to go the most? Uh, honestly, like, I haven't done too much research in regards to, like, where there is in, like, Australia and stuff like that. Well, what's but... been your favorite thing that you just did the other day? What did you do in Rapid Bay? Oh, I went squid fishing, which was amazing. Yeah. So I've done lots of fishing um my entire life but it's all been like fresh water so getting into doing salt water has been a big thing but catching squid is just next level because rapid bay you can see all the way down was it eight meters to the floor you can see the squid swimming around so you see them and you throw it in it's like hunting almost because yeah. like yeah, yeah. Are, like real like engaging because you can see it all happening um and then when you pull them up it's not much of a fight but like it's funny because you pull them up and set them on the deck they're just shooting ink everywhere yeah. and it sounds like they're farting so it's like kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> <laughs> really we did that for like the entire day oh it was good yeah. like five six hours we didn't get yeah. very many but like when you do it's like just the thrill of like getting them and it stuff and then i love calamari so like having fresh calamari was really good oh but, nice yeah so obviously I, what i've heard is you guys are more beach people than bush people yeah uh, we we loved the nt but we were ready to leave the nt yeah <laughs> to see yeah but we had missed the beach so much like all we wanted yeah. to do was just go and dive in the ocean so and yeah. the sa is beautiful but like i said it has been freezing today was the first day we got a beach day mm. um and we've got good weather i think for the next three or four days and then it's probably back to coldish so yeah. i think mm. wa 
gonna blow our mind. You're gonna love down. WA with all the beaches. Yeah, and because it's just that warmer temperature. I we got sort of both. You can go bush. We got some great bush and some beautiful beaches. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Even more excited now that it's open and an option. There's another big question I just thought about. It's not part of our question list, but competition-wise, America, Australia. Oh, I'd say Australia. He says um, Australia. Yeah? It's different. It's different. Um, I grew up in California, obviously, and everyone always thinks California, surfing and things like that. I don't mm. like any of the beaches in California. Yeah. There, there's some that are nice to see, but I'm not interested in swimming in any of them because they're frigid cold and yeah. the water's not pretty. Like, I've been to it's Hawaii. It's not beautiful and, like Australia. Yeah, like, there's some nice spots, but compared to, like, the Gold Coast or even down here in SA, it's like the water's just crystal clear. You have the nicest sand. But, it's mm. more like Florida. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's you can't compare it, like, the forests are really good in America, and that's something that I do want to go back and see and do. But um, as regards, like, that's why I'm so in love with the beaches here, because it's just so different. But, like, I grew up in the desert and going to the forest and yeah. things like that. So it's like, it doesn't excite me as much. I'd rather see... Like, but America's nice, but it's going through a rough time, and we're yeah. really glad that... Yeah. <laughs> our child here yeah. but our child if you asked her she's team america all day she's oh, got an american accent um that she wow. in a, she's lived here pretty much her entire life but wow that american blood is strong she tells, <laughs> she tells you she's american oh. she speaks american whenever people ask us where we're from she's like oh america it's like you can't <laughs> say that <laughs> yeah she's right. a real american i don't know where that yeah. came from but oh but that's beautiful yeah, it yeah. is kind of nice. And yeah. she is American. She was born there, so I guess we'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll definitely, once you finish in Australia, you will take Naya and go show her America then as well. We're supposed to do one-year trips back and forward. So his family visited last year. It was our yeah. turn this year, but COVID. COVID, um, yeah. We will always visit because half of her family yeah. is American. Yeah. Um, but we would... Our, long-term dream if you know money ever falls out of the sky is to finish australia take on new zealand and then um van life in america and also through europe we'd love to just do it all figure out financial freedom at some point yeah yeah um and just yeah let her grow up educationally wild. i want her to go to school here though yeah. um it's yeah. just yeah. a better system as well as like the medical system just all the systems seem to be more based around the community in this country as opposed to in america where it's sort of like figure it out yourself is the way i feel anyways um so mm. i'd rather her for that but as far as yeah travel everything's sort of open game yeah <laughs> yeah take it all i mean who doesn't really the world's awesome yeah <laughs> well, but that's that's good to hear um from your perspective uh spencer because we're actually from South Africa and we think the same thing, the educational and medical systems, the, just everything, even if you go to the um, local parks, uh, the wildlife parks and stuff, everything's built around the community. You know, you have an, uh, an honor system where you just put in a coin or, you know, if you want to go in and, and spend the night there, it's so great. I love, love Australia. We've been here for about 12 years. And so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. It's home now because we're we're both Australian citizens, but yeah, it's great. 
he's almost a citizen. I think like another year yeah, he'll be able to. I have to sit the test and all that. But yeah. I think I have to denounce the American. Which... No, you don't. No? no. Oh, okay. You're allowed to. Now he's got two passports. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not opposed. <laughs> no, we're just having a chat about America versus Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a big discussion. I don't want to go into that. <laughs> Australia is not like. Yeah. Not hard. Are you missing family, though, probably? Yeah, I've been pretty worried with everything that's going on. I have a few family members in the medical field over there um, and have had some close calls with COVID and all that, but everyone's doing fine. But especially with the fires that they've had, it's just one thing mm. after another. It's here at the beginning of this year and last year. Um, it just seems like the world's in a bad place at the moment. Yeah. So we're just hoping that, you know, everyone pulls through. But yeah. Um, yeah, I do miss people. And then we try and FaceTime as much as we can, but we're not the best at it. It's just, yeah, different generations trying to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it does help. It still makes it hard. You still miss your family and... I guess, like, we're not being able to travel even if you need to, you know, now because it's the only thing that played on my mind because Spencer didn't live close mm. to his family, so he's kind of used to that, you know, mm. the distance. It's not like they mm. lived around the corner and then we moved to the other side of the world. So we didn't really uproot from them, but yeah. the not being able to get back. So Spencer's grandma is, you know, She's getting like older. Yeah. And I just think that. You know, what if someone got sick or what if something happened and you can't go home? I think that's the only thing that really plays yeah. on my mind at the yeah. like at the minute with the world. But yeah. Mm. Everyone will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any advice for people who, you know, um, might be like us still, like at home and they're thinking about wanting to travel and all that kind of thing? What should they do? I, well, I was, you guys, not that long ago. Mm. We've only been, we've been in our van for over a year, but we've only been on the road for five and a half months. And I used to follow all these travel accounts and it used to like really bother me when everyone would say like, oh, you just have to do it. The money will come. And I'd be like, yeah, cool. Like I'll just pay my bills. But it's like now that I've done that, I get it. And I try not to say it because it used to bother me a lot. And Mm until you've experienced something like that, you don't get it. But as soon as you make up your mind to do something, like we didn't, we would go to work the same amount of hours, make the same amount of money. We were always really conscious of what we were spending it on because one day we wanted to do this, but we couldn't save any money. And then as soon as I went out and I was like, I came home from a trip to America. I took my daughter for like five days. And when I was there, it was my first time visiting America since moving home. And everyone that I was catching up with, they're like, oh, how are you doing in Australia? I was like, yeah, it's great. I'm going to, we're going to travel Australia. But like, we had no plans to do that, like no money. But I told everyone that because like, I don't know, I, that's what I wanted to do. And I came home and I was like, dude, buying a van and we didn't have the money. So we worked hard for like a couple of weeks and didn't spend any money and then asked my parents for a loan for the rest. And we went to the lot, bought the van. And from that day on, it was like money just appeared in our savings account because we were working the same, but everything shifted. Like, and you just, we had a new focus. We spent every working minute here at the van. So we, not that we ever went out. Like I I think Mm. back and I'm like, something changed because we were saving money and we paid off our van and saved enough in like six months to now live on the road. So 
I don't really know what happened, but I'm just telling you when you decide to do it. I think it's the positivity. It, I think it's like the positive mindset. It just shifts everything. Yeah. Like you see more. Well, that's now your focus. Yeah. Your focus is now on that project. And that's why all the money now goes into that where it went to other stuff and you yeah, no. gave a little bit everywhere, but you didn't really realize it. Like literally you think, like I honestly think I'm a minimalist and I, I don't waste money. Like I'm really like not strict with it, but, but I'm telling you, it's a Kmart. Every time you go to Kmart, it's so cheap. So you're like, oh, just get a few bits, but that adds up. And it still happens on the road. Yeah. If you find the Kmart, it's $150 later. We went to Darwin on the within like a certain budget and we just are really aware of like what we need what we don't and we end up spending more time in darwin than playing because we needed a new clutch in our car and that was our first time like in a city and so therefore you had like kmart's targets you know like all of yeah. the things we doubled our budget in a month and we didn't even realize we got to the end yeah. of the month and we were like it was oh more like triple. yeah it doesn't help that there's not many free camps in darwin yeah. so a lot of like logic like places to stay but we spent a lot of money that we would just never and it's just that you we straight away fell into that oh just duck down to Kmart. oh naya needs a new dress well guess what she really didn't and we would be just fine without it but you could Mm. justify yeah Yeah, so i I don't know i know it sounds weird and i used to really kind of get annoyed when i would just read just do it just do it but we bought a van and there was no turning back from there. We had no idea yeah. how we would even pay for the van, well, just, let alone yeah. live in it and mm. travel. The, the easiest way to say it is pick a date. Yeah. You have we, to just plan. And we do picked it. a date and then COVID hit and we're like, oh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. Well, the date came around. It was the end of May. We're like, let's just do it. We have 150K limit on travel. We went for 100K. The next day we did 75. So we were past our limit, basically. Yeah. But then Palaszczuk opened up Queensland. It just sort of works for you. When yeah, you we have just it, feel like, yeah, everything, just like with WA, so far, we yeah. haven't hit any robot. Yes, our clutch is blown and, like, expenses oh. come up. And, you know, that's our, you know, we've Mechanical had... Mechanical things you can't control. Yeah, but that's, we've also had, like, you know, random expenses and things go wrong. But at the same time, we just float around and the borders have all opened at the right time for us. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. if you just... I don't know, open-minded and not, yeah. not got a real structure to your life and things like that. And I don't know. Money doesn't fall out of trees, but we worked really hard for this. You can find it on the floor sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just oh, yeah. think that it, yeah, it makes sense to me now when I would hear other travelers say those things mm. like, you just got to do it. Just put it out there and it'll, you know, come mm. to life. And I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've been scrolling Instagram looking at these years and have never just come to life for me. But once yeah. I made that commitment to buying it, honestly, everything changed. Yeah. So that was my only advice is honestly, if when you're ready, just do it. And there's never a right time. Yeah. You know, it's like I think the beauty of it is that when you, when you just do it, you know the life you've already lived and it's there for you. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, like then you know what's, what's there for you. You can always go back to it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like we left, like I said, we didn't have a house or anything to sell. So we didn't have a large sum of money. So our priority was obviously buying the van and we paid for everything. So we had no debt. Mm. And then after that, our priority was like, right, we're going to leave on this date. Let's just save every dollar we can. And then we'll just go as far as we can. We didn't know how much it was going to cost to live on the road. Mm. We didn't know at that point if we could stealth camp everywhere. We didn't know if we were going to be in, 
caravan parks. We didn't know anything. So we just mm. went and thought when we run out of money, we'll stop. And mm. then obviously I kept my job. So that really helped. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah, now we're like, we have a pretty good idea of how much we spend every month. So now we can sort of look at our, our account and go, right, we've got six months, we've got eight months, we've got, you know, this amount of money put aside for mechanical issues that we yeah. sort of know might pop up. And it may, once you're on the road, you kind of get a little bit of a feel for, <laughs> sorry, I <actually. laughs> She's watching a movie, but she's like shoveling pasta in her face with her uh. headphones falling over her eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, she doesn't go to bed till really late because they have daylight savings here and it's still broad daylight outside. Oh, so yeah. it's about eight o'clock and it's daylight. It's funny, so. back on the Gold Coast, she would have been asleep by six. So it's like, it's so different to yeah. how things go. We're just adjusting. Yeah. It's hard to tell them, go to sleep when it's, you know, there's still light yeah. outside. Yeah. <laughs> And I probably would do that if she didn't sleep in, but she's adjusted now to be sleeping in. So we used to, cause we stealth camp. So um, meaning we basically just sleep in commercial or residential sort of neighborhoods mm. and we don't really pay a lot for um, accommodation. But when you're stealth camping, usually we roll in after it's dark and we leave like I'm an early riser. So usually I'm kicking these two out of bed at like sunrise and being like, right, let's just move to a beach or somewhere nice. Mm. Now we're like so comfortable in stealth camping. Everyone sleeps in. We're like, it's nine o'clock. We should probably move on <laughs> like, before we were too scared that someone would see us. So like now yeah. we just, <laughs> you know. You're out of that holiday mode now. You're just living now. It's and enjoying yeah. sleeping in whatever. Life. It's good. You're living. Yeah. Just um, if you want to tell the listeners where they could find you and um, on what platforms and what, what your handles are. Sure. So we're on Instagram. It's at life.in.olli, O-L-L-I. Um, we're also on YouTube and Facebook, but Instagram's our main platform. And yeah, we just love sharing our journeys online in the hopes of inspiring other people and showing them how doable it is, especially with kids. Awesome, guys. Enjoy your night. Thanks very much for the chat. So that was another awesome episode of Travelling Friends of Australia. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it. There are many more travelling stories yet to be told and you will be hearing those right here on Travelling Friends of Oz. Please share the podcast and remember to subscribe to not miss out on any adventures. Extra tips Podcast insights, friend connections can be found on Travelling Friends of Australia's Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. If you would like to be featured, get in contact with ourselves through any of the social media platforms or request a feature via our website www.hustleandchill.com Thanks friends and see you on the next episode.